0: So welcome to the Zen Podcast. Today I have Shivani joining me, which I'm really excited about because it's a topic very close to home and to my heart, which is dance and movement medicine. And as usual, we're not going to go into qualifications and titles. I explained last time on the podcast that I stripped that because I don't think it says anything about somebody's lived experience and who they are. Um, So instead, you're just going to get to experience Shivani and some of her wisdom and she's joining us from Portugal so thank you so much Ivani for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you, thank you for inviting me Thomas and yeah it's a pleasure to join and to share something that I really care and love so I'm looking forward.
0: Yay so I think maybe just to to for people who don't actually know what movement medicine is before we jump into your story it might be good to just could you just explain a little bit because it's hard sometimes to explain what is movement medicine actually because it's not what people normally associate with dance, right?
1: Yeah, so I think I want to say two things to that. One is more like practical, the frame around it uh, and then what I think it is, you know, because it, it's a school. So movement medicine, it is a school of of conscious dance practice of meditation through movement that was created by Yakov and Susanna Darling Khan which are actually based in UK in Devon but they were they've been you know they were five rhythms teachers which is another conscious dance practice for many many years like 17 18 years they brought that from US to Europe they were teaching everywhere But of course, you know, after all that time, they combined it with their learnings and all the other practices that they had. So five rhythms, a lot of shamanism and, you know, deep earth practices as well and psychotherapy and other kind of improvisational dances and song. And then it created this school, which they called School of Movement Medicine. Mm -hmm. So that's the the frame to it. And I studied i've practiced and i've been teaching it now since 2016 um in portugal also in london and in other places in europe and now elsewhere but online all of this and now to say a bit more of what i feel the the practice is right because even that you know for some people what do you mean you know what do you mean with like Movement, medicine, or even like say it's a conscious dance practice, like to really come back to the basics, you know some people dance is something that they either don't think they can do, or it's something they used to do with friends in bars and pubs or drinking or more social or more the social dancing where they need to follow a structure or a rhythm, and then they think, oh, I can't really coordinate that, or mm-hmm. so all this more. Yeah, that's the kind of more known part of of dance. And already when actually you say movement for some people that already brings a lot of freedom because like, oh, it's it's movement and movement can be anything. You know, it's like if you walk, you're you're a mover. If you're in a body, you're you're a mover because you move, you know? So it's it's like you're moving constantly. And so already that's like, oh, you know, for a lot of people and to give also the permission that there's no steps to follow Mm -hmm. and there's no right or wrong. So you can't get it wrong no matter what you do. You can't get it right either. So there's nothing you need to get. So that automatically gives a space of, of permission for people to try out. Just to, you know, that's like first level of just like kind of coming and like, wow, taking that pressure out and 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 I can just move. Maybe I can just move like I move when I'm alone at home, you know, and but now everyone is moving like that and it's fun. And that permission to to move in whatever way. And that gives such a, a spaciousness for people to first just come more into. Playfulness and get in touch more with that innate quality of, of innocence, but also of play and of fun and and stepping out of judgmental ways and conditioned ways of how do we need to move? What looks good? What are people thinking about me? Am I gonna be accepted and I'm gonna be looking ridiculous? Uh, all those things that might show up in the beginning, you know when people join because it's natural, and also just to yeah. you know, put it out like it's natural if you feel like that in the beginning and and then at the same time, like one of the major things is to really drop from the mind into the body, so it's an embodied practice it's all about being present in your body, and for many people that have stressed lives we're more used to to face life and be in life more from a mind perspective, which is normally can be in story, in patterns, stressed, worried, um trying to see if it's safe, controlling things. so all those stories that we might carry, it's a beautiful opportunity to to drop from here to, to here. And just by bringing the focus and choosing to intentionally bring your attention into the body moving while you're moving, that is already like, oh, okay, the, the attention is in the body. And for some people also, like it's a meditation in movement, right? For some people, they're, they love meditating, but for some people it's really challenging to sit and meditate and be still. Right. There's a lot of movement. There's like movement in the mind, lots of thoughts or ah, I don't want it or like this. And it was also found more for the Western people like actually to meditate. But while you move, it gives your body and your mind something to do.
0: Yes. You know, this is exactly what I found when I tried meditation was that I was really struggling. And what I also found, because I worked with quite a lot of people around trauma, is especially when people are highly dysregulated, meditation doesn't actually work because you can't be in stillness when the body is in hyper arousal. right? It's not possible. And adding that element of movement actually suddenly makes it possible to come back to that place, right, of stillness or breath. So it was so beneficial for me. I see an incredible benefit for, for clients I work with. And also what you said earlier, which I think is so important is idea that I can't dance because I hear that a lot especially when people come to something like five rhythms or like ecstatic dance that I've gone to a lot people say oh I can't dance and it's so interesting where this come from because a little child never says I can't dance right yeah just like it says I can't draw it's only because we start teaching them that there's a right or wrong there's something that looks sexy and not sexy and we associate it with being socially accepted right and that start creating this shame that we shut down. And that's what I found in the dance. This incredible freedom to coming back home, like remembering that this is also part of me to just be able to move and anyone can move. Everyone can dance, right? And there's a real beauty in coming back to that and a self-acceptance as well. That is so joyous once you push through. But I remember my first class, I was so tense and I'm like, what is going on? What are people thinking? And then there comes a point, I remember when I did a workshop, I got so tired that I didn't have energy to think about what people were thinking anymore, because we've been dancing for like six hours. Yeah, And that's suddenly when I relaxed and let go and I found this joy and I'm like, oh, I'm just dancing. Oh my God, this is so light. This is so beautiful. Um... And also just, again, I can only speak from a male perspective, but, Mm. you know, men are often not allowed to to feel their emotion or only certain emotions like anger. And dance really allowed me to get in touch with some of the emotions that I couldn't normally access, like sadness, etc. But suddenly when I was dancing to certain music, that allowed me to do that. Or even anger, if I needed to express anger in a healthy way, the dance allowed me to do that. So yeah, I don't know if you can talk a bit more about that as well. You know, the ability to to yeah. express.
1: Yeah, like uh, as you as soon as you start me going, I'm like, wow, there's so many things, you know, because it's, I mean, even with this path now, I've been dancing consciously in this practice like for 13 years now, you know, and each time, it's new, mm. and there's deeper levels to it. So, so yeah, one of the things just to to say before we go into that part with the emotions that i absolutely love but um yeah that i wanted to stress again that part of you know like everyone can dance that beautiful tool to step out of your mind come into the body come into that joy of oh i'm just moving <laughs> you know and and it's happening and like you said when you get tired it's absolutely beautiful because yeah you, you stop checking things out so much. And and even all those things that, you know, we were talking, it's like, it's a beautiful, safe opportunity for one person to become aware of those patterns because that they're there everywhere, you know, in our lives, in the daily lives and when we meet people. And in that space, we're like, oh my God, you know, this is what's going on in my head all the time. And, but I can relax now and I can choose to, to maybe go into the body and that brings you somewhere else. And so and now coming back to that part of like the emotional part, I absolutely love to work with that. It's been one of my major focus as well with movement because to see one, the the permission, you know, and the safety that is necessary. I think I think maybe in the beginning, a lot of those spaces bring just need to drink something. Yeah. <laughs> with the topic.
0: But you know while you drink? I just want to say what you said, this magical word of safety, mm-hmm. because I think that is exactly what it provides. It provides a place where it suddenly feels safe to engaging with emotions that we maybe otherwise couldn't, right? Because it's being expressed live through the body but in a way that's not harmful, you can dance angrily and it's okay. It's not going to harm anyone. You can, you can move in a way. And also movement itself, I think suddenly allows us to feel emotions more, right? I can suddenly feel my sadness. If I move to a zone that somehow touches me in a way I can't, if I just sit and have a conversation.
1: Totally. Cause you know, this kind of conscious dance practice are really based in the sense that this is one thing. You know, mind, heart, body is one thing. So the more you move and you expand your movement, and like you said as well, different music, different rhythms, and you expand and explore different movements, different ways of, that you can move, you're going to go into places in your body that yeah. will release or activate memories, images, emotions, that are stored in the body and then they can move and same thing the more you move those things the more you feel the more your movement becomes freer and the kind of thoughts you have also changes. so it's really a one thing and and yeah providing that the the safety ground sometimes it takes time because we're not used to I speak from my experience. It's something that really takes time to to feel safe in your own body, to feel safe with a group of people that you can relax your nervous system, you can attune to each other and feel like actually it's okay to be as I am and to dive a bit deeper into all these places that might feel really scary because it might feel like places that you haven't dared to, to feel no, and you then instead we're more used, like also in, like you said, in talk therapies. Now you you talk about it, mm. but it's very different talking about it, knowing the story of it, yeah. than actually daring to stay right there in this moment with what you're feeling in your body. Yeah,
0: and also I think for me, and I'm not saying there's no benefit to talk therapy, but again, it's a static way of engaging while with a movement it's like energy is meant to move right it's meant to be discharged or it's meant to be redirected and again i think in a movement practice that is also part of why it becomes safer to feel because while being in movement it's less likely to be overwhelming right if i just talk about something that maybe is very distressing it can become so overwhelming right and we might disassociate whatever strategy we might use but suddenly it's possible to cope because the movement itself is helping me regulate in real time, right? And suddenly I can then be with this and allow it actually to be felt in a way I probably couldn't through talking just because it'll be too much.
1: Yeah. It's too much. It's too narrow. It's too tight. Um, Mm. And you don't access actually the whole wisdom of of your being. It's just like talking through a lens from your brain and there's Mm. so much more Wisdom in your body. You're mentioning babies, you know, like babies move, kids move. And that innate knowledge and wisdom that we sometimes forget that we have at any moment. Mm -hmm. Um, If we put the body into motion, it will heal itself. I think that's Gabrielle Roth actually from Five Rhythms. or if you put the cycle in motion, it will heal itself. So sometimes you don't have to know anything. You just have to take that first step of, bringing yourself to the dance space.
0: Yeah, I really like that. Like you said, she said, you have to, it reminds me of what uh, Peter Levine says in Somatic Experiencing, which is a body-based trauma therapy, where he also says, you know, you need to complete the stress cycle. Mm. It got interrupted somewhere in the middle, right? Because you had a freeze response, whatever it might was, and it didn't have a chance to actually get completed. So part of it is to allow that cycle to be completed, right? Which and also you mentioned, which maybe we can talk a bit more about, like you said, this full organism, because we tend to be very you know focused on this idea of cognition, like our whole educational system is valued around cognition, right we measured intelligence as i q which is mainly logical cognitive you know ability, and we forgot that there's a full organism that makes up, and it's kind of like I feel in what you do in and correct me or add in movement medicine you are actually bringing it back to that. This is a feedback loop that goes both ways.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways and directions actually, you know, like even to, to mention about movement medicine, like it's particular map, let's say um, has a mandala and it has different doors, let's say different entry points to yourself through movement, through different lenses. And, um, like the elements is a very strong base uh practice, like um based in working with the elements with earth, with water, mm-hmm. with air, with the fire, with ether, or working with the polarities of yin and yang and the meeting of both of them, or the process of tree of life connecting to the ground connecting to the sky like this vertical axis of alignment with oneself Mm -hmm. but also aligning with past and present Mm -hmm. and future and this way connecting yourself but in connection with others yeah Mm -hmm. with another with community with the all the circles all the way from the self individual self to spirit Mm -hmm. and so Yeah, I forgot already because there's so many things I wanted to say to your question. But while you were talking about this, I was like, yeah, like there's all of this potential ways to to entry door, to explore different aspects of yourself uh, so you can be free in yourself and in connection with others and in the world from a place of authenticity.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I... Remind me of your question, because <laughs> kind
0: of went this way, it's just I was talking about the connection between body and mind, and yeah. and, and how like the the full organism, right? Yes. instead of just valuing just we're here, we're in in cognition and thought that actually there's a full organism for us to live and function in the world which is which is beautiful. And you know, even I hosted a dance online just an hour before we jumped on this podcast, and you know, a friend of mine, she was feeling really down because it's winter, it's dark and, you know, spending a lot of time in, and she was sick for two months. And then when she started getting depressed, I said to her, listen, here's what we need to do. We need to start mobilizing your nervous system because you're going into a collapse. Mm-hmm. I said to her, every morning, let's get up and we dance together. And you know what? It took two mornings and she was smiling and laughing and saying, oh my God, I got my life energy back. I feel so good. And we then made it a practice, right? I said, let's do it every day. It's a great way to start the day. Instead of running to our computers or our phones or whatever we do, getting stressed straight away with emails, with text messages, which sets us up for a bad cycle through the day, right? Even I found this a simple practice of starting with movement, which is healthy in itself. And the dance just sets you up for such a good, like strong foundation for a good day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's true, you know, sometimes just one hour or a fifteen minute practice in the morning, yeah. you know. But it it's amazing. I'm amazed each time because of course we all have habits, you know, it's like, oh I'm here in the computer, I'm just gonna watch some Netflix, or I'm gonna have a cup of tea and just whatever. But especially when there's a lot moving inside. And um, we tend to choose what's comfortable, right? Or what's known, or, or all the addictions, you no, know, of like distracting ourselves from what we're feeling. Because yes. sometimes it's quite overwhelming. You mentioned depression, right? And the more you start going into that state and following certain thoughts and, and certain feelings, then your body starts taking that shape, the whole energy starts going into more of those shapes, and then becomes heavy and more difficult to imagine that it can be different. Mm-hmm. But I've seen also many times, you know, people, I was doing Monday mornings online, so everyone loved to start yeah. the week like that, you know, it's yeah. like, let's start dancing. <laughs> and, um, and that was always something I would hear again and again, you know, you start like, oh, well, I don't want to do this, or I feel terrible, I'm really depressed but then you move and the yeah. moment you move and and it's also beautiful to do it at least you know with of course alone it's good but when you do it also with, together with someone mm-hmm. or with the group it brings also that sense of being part of being together mm-hmm. even online you know each person doing it in their homes but there's a sense of like we're we're together I'm not alone in what I'm feeling I'm not alone in my experience. And it's actually normal, you know. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with what I'm feeling, with what's happening. And to, again, bring that spaciousness into that, Mm -hmm. which is something that, for me, it's the two pillars, actually, for me personally in, in what I teach and how I view things, which is really like awareness, presence, and then more the energy moving yeah. life you yeah. know? like both having that spaciousness where everything can be yes and and then bring it to move because it has its wisdom and then when it moves you end up you know at the end of that one hour it's like wow I feel completely different my life energy is back yes align everything feels good or i know what to do or whatever happens anyway it doesn't matter because i feel good in myself Mm -hmm. and or yeah and it can be just in one hour or it can be you know take longer time but it it always does something i've never seen anyone staying the same
0: yes same and like you said sometimes it's hard to get going but once you get going it always changed. And I've seen this so many times I had it myself where I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the dance. Always happy when I do. Same with so many people I know. And, you know, even, I just want to say this for people out there thinking, oh, look at these two hippies talking about dance and movement and blah, blah, blah. I just want to put in there that actually there's a lot of science behind this too. So part of, you know, what I'm dealing with in trauma therapy is something called polyvagal theory. and you know, part of depression is what's called dorsal vagal collapse. It's basically a collapse of the body. And actually what they found, one of the most effective ways of getting out of depression, unsurprisingly, was not talk therapy at all, but it was mobilizing, meaning getting the body into movement, you know, and they did research on depressed patients running daily and it was more effective than antidepressants. Mm. And the same applied to dancing, the same they're now finding for yoga that actually one of the most effective ways of getting out is to start mobilizing, getting the body back in movement. Um, and that's can be very helpful for lifting depression. So I just want to say that so people don't think we're only, you know, two hippies, but actually there's also science behind why this works and it does work. And it's incredible. I'm curious to know a bit about your story also, because yeah. I think I started with that, but then we drifted off somewhere yeah.
1: else. We could continue in <laughs> endless ways. But actually, as you were saying that, I was like, oh, I am going to mention some of my story because I studied medicine. So I'm, I have a degree in like, normal medicine. So I'm a doctor mm. in that way. So there is that background, scientific background in myself. Mm-hmm. I've also trained as a dance movement psychotherapist.
0: Amazing. Uh,
1: And then the movement medicine training. So I combine many, many different things in in the background that I have, you know, from all kinds of things. More, yes, there's a scientific base of medicine, of psychotherapy. All the dance experience that I had, I also trained as a dancer, experienced with different modalities Mm -hmm. um, in dance school and different teachers everywhere. And then also the more like uh, ritualistic, shamanic, all the part of meditation of uh, satsang and really being with spirituality, which is deeply meaningful for me. Mm -hmm. So um, there's all of that in, in the background and just like shortly mentioning my my story. So I was studying medicine. um, And then after that, I always had this search for more for, I don't know, for more, you know, like, who am I really? And and this is not really satisfying. And it's not the way I want to heal also. It's not, that's not my way. And I traveled one year in India. I was doing photography at the time as well. And tried many, many different things, you know it was like that kind of going one way, like who am I training in yoga, in meditation, Vedanta, massage, Reiki, did lots of different things, um and got back, and I really felt the call to I need to go back to dance to the body, uh which was something I only do did as a hobby, you know because um. It was, yeah, you're a doctor or whatever, you need to have a proper job. You can't, you know, dance to something you do twice a week or something. Um, But once I came back from India, it felt like everything that I had explored in terms of meditation and healing, in terms of mind and and spiritually as well, when I was dancing, it was like, wow, this is it. It's not something that I'm going to go home and sit and think about it it's like it's now you know it's immediate the moment I'm moving it's 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 now it's here yeah. you know right there and uh and the aliveness that was bringing into my system as well like I was just yeah I was, became so passionate around it that I just wanted to dance so it's just I kind of it took me some time to to realize that or to accept that but then I was like I oh, know I just want to dance like all the time
0: yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And there really is something about, because I did meditation for a long time too, but yet the clutter was so busy and it's been trained for so many years to be so busy Mm. that I'm sure, you know, if I did it for 20 years, it would be effective. But the fact is, you know, there's always a hard way and an easy way and we don't always have to do the hard way. Life is hard enough as it is. And I just found with a dance, like you said, I could instantly get there. Right? Mm. And I'm sure I could have got there with 20 years of meditation practice. But frankly, I don't have that long because I need, need life to be good now. Um, and therefore, I found it so beautiful how quickly I could get out of my busy head mm. when I suddenly start moving and dancing. And it's just there with the music. It's incredible. And even the initial shyness or inhibition that was in the movement and thinking, oh, am I looking weird or you know, there come this place, which also really helped me outside the dance space. When you get to the point where you realize nobody gives a shit how I look in the dance, right? Because actually the same applies in real life. Nobody's looking at you thinking about whether you have a little balls, but nobody gives a shit. They're too busy thinking about their own life. Okay. And that's the same in a dance. I realize nobody's looking at me when I'm dancing. They don't care. They're too busy thinking about their own dance. Yeah, you know? And it was really good because it kind of took me away from this. I quoted it the little narcissist um, mm. that, that is constantly sitting there, right? Thinking it's about me, 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 the world is about me. And surely everybody is looking at me and just real. And it was very freeing to realize, no, that's just not the case. <laughs> it's just not the case.
1: Yeah, I think that's something that I think Jakob used to say that a lot, you know, everyone is busy about thinking about themselves and now yeah. they look, no one really is looking at you.
0: <laughs> so true and it applies to real life right and that's why i thought i could start using this practice from the dance yeah with the self-consciousness i might experience in real life to realize nobody's looking at me here either they don't care they're too busy thinking about their own problems their own life yeah. and it just created this ease i think of of also navigating the world outside dance
1: yeah it's it's really beautiful because for me you know dance is really like it's a playground in the sense of you get to experience yourself in the dance, like in life. Mm. And then you get to try different things in the dance. But you really take that with you back into your life. And mm. and there's so much for me also about permission. Because we're so conditioned, like not this, not that. This is bad. This is good. This is wrong. I'm wrong. You know, there's so much around that. So to really find a space where... You feel safe enough i think that's a big thing you know for many people some mm. they're really okay you know they're like whatever but for some people they really need to feel that i can trust you know i can trust i can relax the practice i can relax the space i'm held and that allows then the experience to happen no because if you're tense and you're holding back all the time it's more tricky right like yes and it's it takes time some, sometimes, you know, for the nervous system to soften, for that trust yeah. to be felt, for the safety to be established. But but then, then, yes, that space of permission and that you can try things. You can fall. You can fail. You can be seen, not be seen. You can see what kind of thoughts come up. You see how you feel yourself, but also... When we dance with others, you know, how does that feel? What does that show about yourself? What kind of thoughts appear? What's your ways? Are you someone who like, yeah, I want to dance with you? Or, oh, no, please don't. Or I'll wait for someone to come. Even those little things, kind of in that time, those two hours, for example, in a, in a regular drop-in session, you see, oh, okay, this is what's happening, but maybe that's what I do in my life and yes. or yeah. here I can try something new and then yeah. when you go out and it's like oh I've tried that that was nice let me try oh. it here as well I love
0: that because you're so right and I realized in a dance I realized more about myself than I did in therapy because it's almost like an attachment playground which is what you're just describing right this how does it feel to dance by myself or do I feel left out or excluded right and you will get these different sensations oh how does it feel reaching out to someone or oh, that feels vulnerable? I could get rejected and you play around. But like you said, it's a playground. And because it's such a safe and accepting space, nothing really happens. Right. Yeah. And therefore, it's really a good place to explore. How do it feel? How what happens in my do? I tend to shy away when someone come towards me. right? Because in the beginning, I noticed that if a woman came to want to dance or a man, for that matter, I would shy away. And I would actually turn a bit away because I felt suddenly seen. And that was really scary. Mm. And it took a long time to allow somebody to come and dance and allow to actually look at me while I was dancing. Um, So it was, and like you said, then you can take that outside and start playing with that and experiment. And and yeah, it's literally like a playground, but bringing in also all these adult challenges that we have, right? And be able to just sense, how does it feel actually to suddenly... And I remember one workshop where we did this, where you observe, I think it was in Five Rhythms, where you observe somebody else dance and then you swap. And the first time, oh my God, I was so uncomfortable. I felt I was dying right there on the dance floor. And then there was just a point where I thought, you know what, I'm dancing and nothing is happening. And then, <laughs> and then I just relaxed and I actually enjoyed myself mm. after being so tense for a few minutes. I just realized nothing happens nothing actually happens from somebody looking and witnessing me and at the end of the dance i kind of enjoyed it i thought wow this is quite beautiful
1: Mm. yeah we do that also in movement medicine we call it witnessing and there's a lot of that that i tend to do more of that you know in workshops and in longer sessions but um coming back to what you were saying before with um that peter levine said you know and finishing the loops i feel a a big part that dance can provide as well and movement can provide is that you know as soon as you step out of those conditioning and the patterns like there's a lot of that your own authentic self gets more permission to be but many of us don't really even know what that is and so many moments where while growing up due to trauma due to education conditioning someone telling you off like there were so many moments that maybe repression uh, emotions were repressed and that took you into a whole like way of being where this is not okay or this is not allowed mm-hmm. um and, and so many moments that actually maybe, or you or pressured to be in a certain way, right? To become someone for your parents, for society, to perform. You only are loved if mm-hmm. you are like that. Or all these places of, of, of wounding, you know, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't deserve to be loved. I'm not accepted. I don't feel welcome in this planet. Um, I'm angry at everything you know like all these places dance really provides a beautiful safe space safe space to feel them but then to be seen in that there's a lot of vulnerability that can come in when you're saying this practice of witnessing it's actually the beauty of it is that now, maybe you can go into these places in yourself that feel really vulnerable, but be seen, be seen from a loving, present, non-judgmental place. And that brings completion to that, that brings healing, that brings like, oh, it can be different. And I that part of, of yourself becomes more, yeah, just accepted and loved and and. Bringing again more and more joy and power back to your life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even as you speak about this, I just feel a relaxation in my body. Like I just feel, oh, because so much energy is spent, as you said, learning how we have to be, how we have to be perceived, how we have to act to be accepted in this world, right? Whether it's by our parents, our co workers, our friends. So much energy to keep all this up, right? And Maybe that's the biggest gift actually Mm. in the dance is like you said that you can let all those barriers down and you can just be seen for however that movement is and it doesn't matter how it looks like. It doesn't matter how it moves Um, and actually once you let go of these ideas of how it should look, you also start seeing the beauty in other people. I remember this guy at one of the dances who was moving very stiffly and mechanically. But you know what? In the beginning, I heard this judgmental voice oh, that's not dance. And then after a while, I connected with him. I had a dance with him, I remember. And I really saw the beauty in him because that was how he was in this place, in this moment, and how he moved. And Just watching that and I think for him we had a big hug afterwards and having acceptance in that, that that's okay and that's beautiful in itself when we let go of all these labels. So yeah, there's just this ease which I think I felt when you talked and which I think is such a big gift of the movement practice which is allowing ourselves to let go of having to be something and that it's okay just to be.
1: Yeah, that's major you know and and like and also in this example you said like as a teacher what i've seen as well you know is that you don't really know what's happening for this other person Mm -hmm. you know it's their experience uh you know sometimes you know i remember when i began teaching i was like oh that person the whole weekend workshop you know just there by the window doing very little movements and i was like maybe that person didn't get much from this And then at the end, in the sharing, he started sharing how he felt one with everything and all the elements and how the whole relationship to nature inside, outside changed for him. I was like, wow, (laughs) you know what I've never said? (laughs) Because I, for me, because I'm, I love dance, so I move a lot, you know? So for me, I had that, that was a learning for me. Like, I don't know, someone might be moving way less, but it's having this incredible experience and and i don't know you know that's the beauty also of bringing yourself to this place where actually you don't know and uh and that's beautiful because then you can meet fresh you can meet fresh the other person you can meet fresh yourself with that freshness with that acceptance with that trust actually that you can let go into being because that can be so scary you know that's why we have all oh it's scary and because then what you know so sometimes just little steps it's not you know sometimes when we're talking i was like yeah this freedom and it's amazing you know and for some people they're like yeah i want that i'm there mm-hmm. or they know it already you know i i think movement's more for example ecstatic dance bring a lot of that to people you know like to get that high of just movement mm-hmm. and community and connection and feeling that pleasure in the body moving and but for some people, it's like that's so scary, yeah. you know that's so scary and or it's fake or I don't want it, or so also to honor that, mm-hmm. you know and and that's also the other part, you know, like that it doesn't need to look like anything, mm-hmm. and it can look like everything, yeah, you know, I love that that way of like bringing it because it's really like all anchor passing. Like I um, I say a lot also with movement medicine and comparing more yeah to ecstatic dance or, or I feel it's a really like it's about being real and mm. and it's about being authentic and finding freedom but where you are. Yes. So it's not about leaving your body to escape because here feels really painful. Mm so you disconnect even further to go to a high but then next day you're like uh now what (laughs) Mm. you know um it's actually about being really present it's about being here in this body with true meaningful connections with yourself others and and yeah meeting yourself where you are bringing awareness bringing embodiment to to where you are and that includes feeling everything. So also feeling the yucky places, also feeling the the days where you don't want to move.
0: Yeah. And that can even be showed in a movement, right? I remember just leaning over and having like lazy movement, which was exactly like you said, I don't really want to move. And even that actually started getting me back into then wanting to move. But I allowed that to happen and just be expressed this uh, collapse laziness. But I love what you said about We don't know the other person's experience. And that's another thing that dance was so helpful for me. Because I remember once I moved past this woman and I started dancing and she didn't really want to dance. She turned away. And initially I felt a little bit, oh, you know, it felt like a small rejection. And of course that's fine. Everybody has the right. So I kept dancing. But afterwards she came over to me and she said, thank you for coming up because I actually really want to have a dance with you, but I was just in the middle of something that was very difficult for me. Mm. And I didn't want to dance with somebody else. And it just brought straight back to me how my presumption straight away was, oh, she doesn't want to dance with me to take it personal, right? And I have no idea what's happening for this other person. No idea. So, you know, it was such a good reminder instead of, again, this narcissistic thing that think it's always about me, 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 me to realize people are having their own processes and I don't know what they are. So sometimes it's keeping an open mind and not having to interpret things, but to say this happened, but I don't know what it means. And I think there's a real freedom actually, in, at least for me, in learning that, of saying this happened, but I don't have to give it a meaning because I don't actually know the meaning. That required being able to be in the other person's mind and body and I can't. So it's okay to just experience it and then move on and let it go
1: yeah yeah definitely and you know that's a beautiful thing in in the dance because one thing yes it's relationship to self Mm. and connection to self which for me is like the first thing all right if you're not in your body first you can't meet anyone else really because then it becomes more which is also fine you know and it's part of the journey when you're more like wanting the other one connection and more worried about everyone else so you can feel safe in yourself that's a way you know many of us use but um what i feel i love about this kind of practices is the kind of freedom it gives but that for you to be who you are to feel who you are connection to yourself and how you feel in relationship to yourself feeling giving yourself permission to Experience the different emotions, different movements, become more at home, safe in your own body. Um, and then I'll start like saying this and then connecting also with another, you know, yes. in a way that is actually authentic and in a space of freedom. Mm. Because I say that constantly, and it's something that always helped me, you know, like when connecting with someone, when you say, okay, now take a partner you know Mm -hmm. and especially in the beginning that brings so many things for people it's like what do i do now oh i like that person oh what if they don't want to dance with me shall Mm -hmm. i go over shall i wait for that person to come oh now i'm paired up with someone i don't really like (laughs) you know all of those things which is absolutely fine you know (laughs) there's all of that there and then but then it's just that in itself I find it amazing because, like, it's a journey of self-knowledge of mm-hmm. what's going on in your mind, what are your attachment styles, how do you relate to others, what kind of things bring reactions in you, what kind of actions you take when you want to connect or when you don't. And at the same time, that already gives you so much information. And actually, when you have that, it's, you can dance with that that then it's beautiful to bring that back to your own dance and like, I'm going to dance with this yucky feeling that I feel that person hates me. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but actually that's about you. Like you say, you don't know what's going on. So that's something about you. Wow. Wow. I really have some sense of rejection. How does that want to move in my body? Right. And already that's a big step because first you're just dancing and feeling, ah, I feel rejected and you either you stop dancing or you still keep moving. But then at some point I'm like, wow, thank you. That's really interesting. I really want to embody and honor that in myself. So how can I really again bring the attention out of the story right now in that moment to my body and see, wow, actually it's really tense in my shoulders or there's this like ah, energy mm. and then you let it move. And then it's like, wow, beautiful. It's not a scary place anymore in yourself or yeah. it brought you the power back to yourself because that's the other thing. It's a journey of self-empowerment, like of being aware, but then you always have a choice and choosing to, to give it space, to engage with it, to become aware of it. Yes. It's super rich.
0: <laughs> it really is. It makes me smile just as you're talking because, you know, it reminded me of this. As you were talking, this one experience came up and I remember the first time a man came to dance with me in Five Rhythms. And again, all these things were happening in my head, right? Oh, what does that mean about me? You know, what, what does he want? Or oh, is he uncomfortable? And oh my God, my head was so busy. Um, and then I slowly eased into it. And this magical thing happened because we always have these ideas of, you know, men shouldn't touch each other. They shouldn't dance together, blah, all this blah, 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 cultural conditioning that we've been told. And I think men lack connection so much because of this. You know, I once said to a woman who said men is obsessed with sex. And I said, to her, wouldn't you be if it's the only place you can get touch? And she just stopped for a moment. Mm. And she said, yeah, that makes sense. I said, when you need touch, what do you do? She said, oh, I go to my girlfriends." I said, exactly. What do you think a man does? Do you think he goes to his male friends and get touched? No. For many men, sex is the only place they can get touched, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And what I found in a dance, I remember then some other men came up and we all just embraced. And we just danced in a wave, just men. And I had this pure joy and feeling of just brotherhood and how it was totally okay and beautiful and all the awkwardness just went away and it was such a beautiful moment of realizing you know what we can also live in a different way mm. and how we can relate so differently also to women when we can relate in that way to men right mm. and, and that was something I discovered through the dance which just really oh um was so joyous but as you described before you know all these things might come up, and they did for me in the beginning. I had all these resistance happening and awkwardness, and it took me a while to feel comfortable and Then, when I feel comfortable, I realize I actually enjoy it. It's really nice when a man comes up and have a dance with him, really joyous. It feels really good to give him a long hug afterwards.
1: Thank you, thank you for sharing that mm. moment for you i can I can see it you know uh, yeah. yeah and Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful, life-changing moments that that happen in the dance, you know, for Mm. me, I remember moments from dances from 10 years ago or something that were very, like, touching. Yeah. And, And also, I also see how, you know, different moments, you need different things. And even in my own journey, you know, in some moments, it was about feeling safe. So it was not about connecting with others. Mm. It was actually about being able to feel safe in my body, being able to be free to move in whatever way and feel that acceptance of just being in changing and in this constant movement and and allowing myself to get to know who I am, you know, without the stories, without the conditionings. And other moments, it was way more actually about Boundaries, you know, and being able to, like, no, I don't want to dance with you, or I really want to go and dance there. Am I allowing myself to do it, you know, or being very clear, finding that clarity, those boundaries of, I don't want to be touched, or I want to choose if I want to be touched, and to get that power back in many places that maybe it wasn't. And like you're saying, I don't know if I can say that's also more maybe in women that I found that also a bit more maybe but yeah different different things I don't want to put it no only in like women men because I think mm-hmm. it's it's for everyone really um different moments and yeah finding that clarity other moments it was more about actually trusting trusting mm-hmm. to receive touch trusting to to touch someone or just to be seen and yeah some moments I want more connection and to trust mm-hmm. that there. Other moments, I really need to feel like I'm free and 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 I'm not losing myself. So all those psychological things really happen in the dance and it's like it provides the the stage or that playground as I said to for us to meet all these different places inside in different stages in different needs and become more aware, but also more. Who we are but also in connection like you said no like yeah. the way that we're yeah it's both things they go together before i was saying that also and i said i was going to go back to it because like yeah first connection to self and then to other but it's not really separate because it's also if you're connecting with another that then you connect more to yourself like yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember dances where I'd be just struggling or crying or struggling with something, and then someone would be there dancing with me. Sometimes just standing next to me, you mm-hmm. know, having that support yeah. allowed me so much more to actually go deeper in my dance, to accept what was happening, so I could actually release into it, until I could have that power again to to move it
0: yes oh you know what that reminds me of what happened with i was really struggling in a dance and a dear dear friend of mine he recognized he saw that and he came over and all he did was he put a hand on my shoulder and was dancing next to me and i told him afterwards that moment was so impactful because that allowed me to just come back into a felt sense because i was kind of disengaging disassociating Mm -hmm. And he just came over and that grounded me back. And I said, something shifted. And sometimes it can be that simple. So utterly simple, right? Not a single word spoken, nothing done. Just a hand on the shoulder to say, I'm here. Um, anyway, we can keep talking and talking, but I know we're almost up to an hour. So basically, Shivani, if people want to try and medicine, find out more about you... And your practice, what you're doing in Portugal. I think you're doing something online as well, right?
1: Yes. Like I so I teach both online and in person.
0: Cool.
1: Um I teach groups and also one to one sessions, right? Because one to one sessions you can go more specific with something that you really wanna explore for you with a clear intention and yeah, so that's more online at the moment, the one to ones. Yeah. And then in person, I teach in Portugal mainly, uh, but also in England sometimes and in other places, you know. So I'm going to be traveling, have a few retreats that are kind of starting to line up for this year to come. So Let me different...
0: know when you got the dates, yeah.
1: Yeah, and in different Let countries know. as well. So. Oh. So, yeah it's beautiful different opportunities you know for you yeah. to, even on my page you know if you're just interested and you want to i have lots of videos of me dancing
0: amazing
1: you watching and you get inspired you want to try things or just get that inspiration to get you going or some cues some hints of oh explore a bit of this explore a bit of that um so yeah if people want to get in touch with me or to to follow me my page is called Movement Medicine with Shivani.
0: And there'll be in a link. We'll put in a link in the description as well. So people can just go down there and click and then check out the amazing work that you do. And oh my God, I just want to dance now. I'm ready to dance.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Enough talking, let's dance.
1: Like nothing. Like this was in like five minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's been so beautiful to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming and sharing and yeah, I'm um, sure.
1: Ju- Just add one thing quickly. Yeah. So yeah, that that's the name of in the page both on Instagram and Facebook, and then you can also send me your email if you want to be added to the mailing list. And also to mention the School of Movement Medicine. Yeah, so you can go to that website, School of Movement Medicine, and and see more about the practice. There's also the website of Movement Medicine Association wherever you are in the world there's teachers worldwide so you can connect to them each one of us has different flavor different interests and of course you will be different but yeah please you know check find a dance where you are get in touch and yeah enjoy
0: it's amazing it might change your life so thank you so much giovanni for coming on
1: thank you thank you